is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for April 25th, 2020. Inconsistencies in pandemic reporting. Jason Cousin and I, Eric Renderkink-Fisk, talk about how the media is all over the map in reporting the dangers of the coronavirus. Inconsistencies in whether or not social distancing works and the lack of a consensus on where the virus came from. We also talk about how the State Department and the United States Embassy in Beijing sent reports to Washington about problems in the two viral research facilities in Wuhan, China, as far back as January 2018. And what does it really mean to do your own research when it comes to the topic of government conspiracies in a time of crisis? And no, it does not mean insisting people watch the same poorly made YouTube videos that you watch. We finish off the show by talking about how the realm of politics has changed and the end of Bernie Sanders' final presidential campaign. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for April 25th, 2020. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Now. Okay, so the coronavirus, let's face it, is not as dangerous as, as we've been led to believe. Right. Um, there was an article you sent that I read through where the guy whose numbers we're using as a predictive model for the projected number of deaths has a history of being drastically wrong. Right. Like his last major prediction of projected deaths from something dangerous he predicted 500,000 dead in the United Kingdom and they ended up with like you know 500 I'm actually looking up that article right now um so it's this is there's a lot there's a lot going on that we could say you know they were really wrong on this we did not have to do what we did to combat and flatten the curve and all that this is there was another article you sent me I forget I wish I had all the links in front of me that statistically speaking, a statistician looked at this and said, if we were not aware of COVID-19 and you took all of the deaths attributed to the coronavirus and just stacked it on with the flu, we wouldn't even think there was a, this was an unusually bad year for the flu. In some regions of the world, um, hospitals yes, were overwhelmed. Of, I mean, major. Yes, in some, yeah. Well, here's the thing though. In the one article you sent, that um, that Israeli scientists said, you know, well, Italy saw, you know, 12% death rate, but Italy's healthcare problems are endemic. Right. So it's in a, they see much higher death rates from the flu that even like countries that they share a border with, like France, don't see. I just want to, for our listeners, this is what, this was an article from Town Hall. Israeli professor shows virus followed fixed patterns meaning that whatever was going to happen was going to happen and there wasn't a hell of a lot that we could do to prevent it because it's like if you were infected you were infected and you were infected for days the 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 paragraph that's most important well here's here's one um while the american policies remain less restricted than those of israel it's important to understand the origins of our own mass hysteria response President Trump urged a strong coronavirus response after consulting with Dr. Fauci and his team, who relied on a British model predicting 2.2 million deaths in the U.S. and 500 deaths in the U.K. But that model was developed by Professor Neil Ferguson, who had a history of wildly overestimating death rates through his prediction models. Professor Ferguson was not known for his reliability. 
His 2001 disease model was criticized for not as not fit for purpose after it predicted up to 150,000 people would die in the UK from mad cow disease, and there are only 177 deaths to date. Ferguson's UK coronavirus death prediction is now down to 20,000 people, 4% of the original prediction. And the other thing that he said is um, the rates, plotted the rates of the new coronavirus infections in US, UK, Sweden, Italy, Israel, Switzerland, France, Germany, and Spain. The numbers told a shocking story. Irrespective of whether the country quarantined like Israel, went about business as usual like Sweden, the coronavirus peaked and subsided in the exact same way. In the exact same way. His graphs show that all countries experience seemingly identical coronavirus infection patterns with the number of infected peaking in the sixth week and rapidly subsiding by the eighth week. So so is is it exponential? The answer by the numbers is no. Expansion begins exponentially, fades quickly after about eight weeks. So what he's saying is social distancing hasn't affected hasn't affected the spread of the virus at all. Everything we've done has been for no good reason because it's based on a flawed model. Keeping in mind, this is this is the opinion, and I have to throw out this right. this, this disclaimer here. This is the opinion of Professor Yikshak Ben Israel from the Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv University, University. As, as reported by Town Hall, um, opinion column by uh, Marina, Marina Medvin, Medvin, which yes. was published yesterday, um, April 15th, 2020, as of this recording. Um, there were a couple of other articles that I wanted to talk about, and, and you and I actually spent a lot of time talking back and forth about this. One of the reasons why I really wanted to talk about this is because Somebody had mentioned, um, and they, on various other podcasts and other publications, they said, you really need to find this article by, it's, it's on the Nature website, um, and it's, on, it's in the medicine section. So it's, um, and the article is, is that the proximal, proximal, uh, 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 the proximal. Pro- Proximal, the proximal origin of SARS-CoVid-2 by Christian Anderson, Andrew Rembrandt, um, W. Ian Lapkin, Edward C. Holmes, and Robert F. Gary. And there, this is the article that so many other podcasters have been pointing to and have been saying that th- that the COVID nineteen virus originated in one of the labs in Wuhan. And a lot of people are like, got all upset and like, as if we're trying to say this virus was created out of, out of quote, whole cloth in a laboratory. Um, That's not what we're saying. That's not what the Fedora Chronicles is saying. Well, and, and first of all, mankind cannot whole cloth create viruses. Right. So, yeah, no one can be saying that now, with any degree of authority. And the other article that a lot of people have been pointing to in the past couple of weeks is from the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Experts know the new coronavirus is not a bioweapon. They disagree on whether or not it was leaked from a research lab. That's one right. article that a lot of people have been buying into. 
And then the Washington Post posted a couple of days ago, which a lot of other organizations have also. Uh, you can It's behind a paywall if you read it on your desktop. But if you read it on your cell phone, you could read the entire article. I, I don't know why it works that way. Uh, I'm not. You shouldn't a, have said anything, man. Now they're going to fix it. Now they're going to fix it. Now that well, yeah, all 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 um all of our our dozens of listeners all over the internet are going to um. Holy crap! I'm trying. I'm trying to find the link to the article that I did. I send it to you via messenger. I must have sent it to be to you via messenger. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm scrolling. Scrolling, man. All right. Like I said, we need scroll music. I know that I have it open already on one of my. Um, this is from the Washington Post, and the article that everybody is is pointing to: State Department cables warned of safety issues at Wuhan lab studying bat coronaviruses. Two years before the novel coronavirus pandemic upended the world, U.S. embassy officials visited a Chinese research facility in the city of Wuhan several times and sent two official warnings back to Washington about inadequate safety at the lab, which was conducting risky studies on coronavirus bats. The cables have fueled discussions inside the U.S. government about whether this or another Wuhan lab was the source of the virus even though conclusive proof has yet to emerge. In January 2018, the U.S. Embassy in Beijing took the unusual step of repeatedly sending U.S. science diplomats to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which had in 2015 become China's first laboratory to achieve the highest level of international bioresearch safety, also known as BSL-4. WIV issued a new release in English about the last of its visits, which occurred on March 27, 2018. The U.S. delegation that was led by Jamison Fowis, the Council General in Wuhan, and Rick Switzer, the embassy's counselor of the environment, science and technology and health, last week, WIV erased a statement from its website, even though it's archived on the Internet. What the U.S. officials learned during their visits concerned them so much that they dispatched two diplomatic cables categorized sensitive but unclassified back to Washington. The cables warned about safety and management weaknesses at the WIV lab and proposed more attention and help. The first cable which I attained, meaning the author, also warns that the lab's work on bat coronavirus and their potential human transition represented a risk of a new SARS-like pandemic. So the short, long and the short of this is, is that we had known, or people had known within the U.S. government, as early as March of 2018, that there was something seriously wrong going on. Did I read that right? I think so. All right. Yeah, it's just... I. The problem comes in is there's so much that we don't know. We don't know anything. Everyone thinks they know things based on personal experience, based on anecdotal evidence, based on what they're hearing from people they trust. And that includes news and media organizations. If you don't trust Fox News, you're not going to believe anything that Fox News says. If you don't... and because of the nature of our media, anything Fox News said is not going to be reported the same way on MSNBC or CNN or NPR. Or, and that the same goes for them. 
anything that's reported on NPR is not going to be the same as is reported on CBS or MSNBC or CNN or anything like that. So people are increasingly staying within their safe spaces online. And what that means is we don't really know what's going on. We've gotten to the point in our world where we don't trust each other. Again, going back to Cassie J's experience, she actually listened to people she did not agree with, gave them the benefit of the doubt, right? We need to do more of that because what if something that MSNBC is saying, and I'm not paying attention to it because I don't trust MSNBC. What if what they're saying is true though? What if what Fox News is saying is true, but you don't trust Fox News, so you're not going to listen to them? Right. You know what I mean? There's so much that we don't know. Our media is playing us, playing us against each other because that's what they're used to doing. Not because they have any need to, but because that's just what they're used to doing. That's how they get their their clicks, their views. And it's just so infuriating. Because what ends up happening is when you do actually finally pull your head out of your ass – and try and find out what's really going on in the world, you're not getting information. You're not getting the full story anywhere. You're getting a spin on a story. Did Trump do the right thing? Well, it depends on who you talk to, right? Some people are praising um, Fauci and because, you know, I've noticed, at least from my conversations, anyway, people on the left tend to really like Dr. Fauci. People on the right tend to really not like Dr. Fauci. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea. He was the guy that helped us through the AIDS epidemic. Well, I mean, how much of what he said caused us to get through it okay? Or was he just a calming voice of reason? Or did he even have that much influence? I have no idea. I don't know. And the only places I can go to look for it are completely biased, i.e. mainstream media news outlets. And even then... If I were to go to something that wasn't so mainstream, it's going to be biased as well. They're just going to be honest about how biased they are, you know? So it's gets – when something like this that is really important comes out, why are we reading about Inspector or Professor Ben Israel? Why are we reading about that on Town Hall? Why aren't we hearing about that from you know, MSNBC or CNN? I you know. Yeah. Because they don't think it'll sell or whatever reason. But isn't that information that the public has a right to hear? And if you post it on Facebook, people are going to be like, oh, you're just buying into blah, 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 blah. Because it doesn't conform to what they're hearing from the, the sources they like. And yet, one of the things that drove me crazy about all of this is that here we are, we are citing many of these, many of the articles that I think that are reputable sources, like the Bulletin of, um, of the Atomic Scientists. I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's a crazy crackpot conspiracy website. Okay. I don't think so. And, and and while you're talking, I'm scrambling through here, trying to find the the um, the article in which um, that really made me stop everything and say, I got to text Jay about this. Going back to the article from the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, um, still lab safety had been a problem in China. 
quote, a safety breach at a Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention lab is believed to have caused four suspected SARS cases, including one death in Beijing in 2004. A similar accident caused 65 lab workers of the Lang Langhu Veterinary Research Institute to be infected with I don't even want to pronounce that disease <laughs> in December 2019. In January 2020, which is this year, Jay, a renowned Chinese scientist, Ling uh, Lai Ning, was sentenced to 12 years in prison for selling experimental animals to local markets. Now, I flipped out when I first read this. Is what do you mean experimental animals? <laughs> yeah, are you talking about he's selling chimeras in the <laughs> half goat, uh, half half human uh, animals? I just want to point at Eric. Eric, you know you're spinning out of control when I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> just so you know, what they mean, what they mean is after Jay peeled me off the ceiling remotely, is that they were selling animals that were experimented on animals that were test subjects um so we know for a fact that at least one scientist at one of these labs were taking animals that had been experimented on had been injected with these viruses and these pathogens and sold them across the street at the hunan wet market we that's we know that for a fact now that's that's now a fact this scientist went to jail for this this is not a conspiracy theory it's not a conspiracy it's a conspiracy it's no longer it's it's a it's a a fact i don't know about a conspiracy well it's 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 a fact that he he and somebody else conspired to sell tainted meat at this market for profit i i guess i mean why else would you sell something besides for a profit dumbass eric you got to get rid of the evidence. I mean, yeah. You know that for money. a fact. You know for a fact that that's what they did. Right. Now, one of the things that drives me crazy is that when I post links to our the episodes of our podcasts on Facebook groups about conspiracy theories, there's always this one jackass who says, do your own research. What does that mean, do my own research? What, what do I'm you? So, I'm sorry. Here, let me let me call up the people that I have on my payroll in Beijing. Sure. What do you? What, what do they mean? Do your own research? Because the thing is, is that we pride ourselves in reading all the articles that we find on this specific topic, whatever it is. We 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 read the articles. And then Jay and I tell you what we think these articles mean or what's the conclusion. And we, and we specifically read articles that also refute what it is that we think that we believe. As often as we can find them. That's probably as close as you're going to be able to get to get to doing your own research. I do not believe that. Yeah, especially, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but some of these conspiracy theorists that are out there when they say do your own research i think sometimes what they really mean is make your own shit up i think that what they really mean is is that you need to watch the same youtube videos i watch so you can be indoctrinated too if you don't right. if you don't if you don't watch the same youtube videos 
about how the earth is actually flat and you don't come to the same conclusion, the only rebuttal that I have towards you, Jay, is you need to do your own research. Right. Whereas is like, I literally read these articles from these prestigious non-conspiracy theory websites. And this is the conclusion that, that I, I got and all this. I don't think that 5G is causing the coronavirus. Not at all. Okay. I think that if people are getting sick from 5G, I think that they're suffering from electromagnetic radiation poisoning. And I think it's just coincidental that it's happening at the same time. Do I think that there's a mass conspiracy to kill people with 5G? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, then there's there's also just because of one doesn't mean the other. Right. I can think that that this virus was something China was studying without thinking they were trying to make a bioweapon. I can think even that China was studying to possibly make a bioweapon, and what was released was an early version of that that had reached the infectability rate that they were looking for, but not the death rate that they were striving for in a bioweapon, and not think that 5G is what was causing it. These are not, it's not like you can't believe B, C, and D if you believe A. You can quite entirely think that they were studying a virus because that's what countries do. Right. That's what a lot of scientists do. They study viruses. That's what biolabs do. Exactly. That's what biolabs do. Now, why are they studying them? Well, for a number of reasons. Most of them are actually quite, you could consider, wholesome. Like by studying this virus and how it works, depending on how that virus interacts with the body, it may lead us to something that will help us cure cancer. There's a lot of viruses that are being studied for that purpose and that reason. Just because they were studying it doesn't mean they were trying to come up with a way of killing, you know, killing the round eye. You know, it doesn't have to go, the two do not have to go hand in hand. But sometimes when you mention something online, people just naturally assume, oh, well, you're saying that because you think this. No, thank you very much for putting words in my mouth, but that is not at all what I was thinking. All I'm saying is that they were studying this virus at this virology institute, and then it got out. And then China's reaction to that was absolutely horrible. They didn't inform people. They let people travel through there with this highly infectious disease that they knew about, and they knew it was released. They let people from foreign countries travel through that area with no problem whatsoever and no word of warning to anybody. China fucked up on a number of levels, and none of it has to do with me thinking the Chai Coms are out there trying to kill people. No, I think that what probably happened is that they were embarrassed and they were afraid of how the rest of the world was going to react. Right. And basically, they screwed up. And they lied. They made mistakes. Well, yeah, lying is the mistake they made. But the fact is, is they made mistakes. They did not do the best things that they probably should have done because they were so worried and concerned about losing face or whatever. But the fact remains is that their motivations are irrelevant because they're not nefarious or it's very possible they're not nefarious. They were doing something that is done all around the world, study viruses. One got out. Why? Probably because of human error, because that's usually how these things happen. Yes, absolutely. You know, someone thought that, you know, the safety precautions were overly cautious and didn't need to be followed or, you know, someone just screwed up and did the wrong thing. It's it happens. 
We're human. We make mistakes. This is what we do. So it's possible for me to think that it got out of a Chinese lab and it spread and then China made a bunch of really catastrophically bad decisions. And now we're all dealing with a virus that in reality we're overreacting to because the overall death rate wouldn't even be a blip if we didn't know it had happened. Well, and it's also there's an aspect of the fact that our own government had a role in making this crap sandwich that we all have to take a bite out of. Because right. apparently we had known for perhaps maybe even two years that this outbreak was a possibility. Well, not hold on. I want to caution you on your sure. terminology that an outbreak was a possibility. No one said uh, this coronavirus, this bat coronavirus that they're studying Wuhan. Maybe right. is, there's a distinct probability that it's going to go out. No one said that. What they said was, this facility in Wuhan does not have the best safety practices. That was what was said. So it's likely that at some point there will be some sort of viral outbreak as a result of these bad practices. And honestly, how long have you said? Two years? Three years? So for two years, three years, you've been warning about that? I think after the first year, a lot of people just went, oh, you're crying wolf. Right. Again, we got, we've got to keep the human element involved here. If you've been hearing for two years someone saying, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, you're going to think, yeah, I know, you've been saying it for two fucking years. Take right. a chill. Like you sort of lost your temper when I had said that um, one of the conclusions of one of the articles that we have linked to on our show page was that um, we're past due for a a, a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of lost my shit on that. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> but, so there's no such thing as past due. Just so that the audience knows what I said when I when I lost my shit. Should I read it? it? Was, this was peppered with a lot more, uh, proper, uh, probably a lot more F-bombs. Yes. But basically what I said was, there's, we're not overdue for anything. We're never overdue for anything. Like earthquakes. Everyone's like, we're overdue for a massive earthquake. No, we're not. These things don't happen on a schedule. It's not like the earth is sitting there and wakes up in the morning and goes, stretches. Oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, look, it's December 14th of, uh, of 2022. Uh, yep, looks like it's time for me to throw a major earthquake out there. Those guys are getting relaxed over there in California. Well, there's no schedule for this shit. Well, somebody had said something to the extent that every 90 years there's a major earthquake in San Francisco. But that's not – first of all, that's junk science. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just because it's happened every 90 years doesn't – it's – coincidence does not co- is not co- causality, right? There has been an earthquake in San Francisco roughly every 90 years. Okay. Yeah. Define roughly for me. If it happened on you know 80 years from the last one, is that still considered roughly 90 years? Was 120 years? Maybe. <laughs> are you looking how many earthquakes are you looking at and then averaging it out to get that ninety years? Well, this is why it's so poor important to say the author of this article from this website said this. That's why it's so important to say that. I'm not saying that we're past due for a pandemic, Jay. Right. I Eric Fisk is not saying. Right. And I, and I know that. But right. it's, again, it's someone saying that people read it and they think, oh, we should have had a pandemic right. right now. This is the one that's going to be ending the world. Quick, grab your Bible and suddenly, you know, you know, apologize to God so you can get into heaven. 
this isn't necessarily a world-ending event. I'm more concerned about the earthquakes. I think there was an earthquake as we were recording this. My, the, my apartment shook a little bit. There's been a number of earthquakes along the Wasatch Front, which is where I live, in the past month. I'm more concerned about that than I am about this virus. I'm more concerned. It's not because I'm a wholehearted bastard. I mean, that probably plays into it. But it I'm, does. But it's not the only reason. It's because if all of these earthquakes are indicative of the fault, the caldera underneath Yellowstone going up, hasta lasagna. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're past due from that caldera. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, uh, Fuck you. Uh, yeah, because it's been seven hundred and fifty thousand million years since the last time it went off. Exactly. Mother Earth <laughs> is like, oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, well, I have this boil called the called the Yellowstone Caldera that needs to be lanced. I've got this zit that's been building. I think I'll pop it. Today. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what you know. Um, but there is. The major thing that I think that we should be concerned of is, and this is definitely well deep into conspiracy theorist territory. I do think that we should be very, very concerned about how our governments have been handling this and have been using this as an excuse to grant themselves executive powers. Well, that I don't I don't consider that to be very majorly conspiracy theorists. To me, that is a genuine concern. What are they doing? How are they doing this? And when are they going to let go of it? Are they ever going because to let there go are, of it? Because there's, there's a bill going – now, Second Amendment is a hot-button issue for me. Yeah. So there is a bill going through Congress right now called H.R. 5717. And that is a gun control dream bill. It institutes red flags at a national level. It de- redefines what an assault weapon is. It defines, uh, it creates a license, a federal license that you have to get in order to bon- own, purchase, or buy, well, purchase is buying, to own or possess a firearm or purchase a firearm. And anytime you purchase a firearm, that a record has to be made of that purchase. So this is a gun registry. It's a federal license and a federal gun registry, so they know who's got what guns. You're not allowed to, under the new this new bill, they also are going to institute a 30% fee for every gun you purchase. 30%. You buy a $100 gun, you're going to pay $130, not including sales tax, because is going to the federal government. It institutes a 50% fee on on ammunition purchases. So that's a huge hike. This is one purpose and one purpose alone. It's to eliminate the Second Amendment effectively without actually eliminating it. There is a sister bill going through the Senate that was was, uh, written by, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So... There's a lot of shady shit going on that our government is pulling while everyone's being distracted by this virus. And we're letting them do it because we're getting distracted by this virus. What I want to know is how are they going to ease this social distancing in such a way that's not going to cause a second wave? 
how long are they going to expect us to withhold of maintain this social distancing? This is destroying our economy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Destroying it. What are they going to do? How, what is the plan for when this is over? How are they going to determine it's over? How are they going to ease us out of it? What is the plan? I don't think anyone has a plan. Plan? What plan? I'm making this, this is, up as I go along. This isn't along. conspiracy. Exactly, right? This isn't conspiracy theory. This is fact. What are they going to do? They have they effectively neutered our First Amendment. There are We cannot gather for the redress of grievances with our government. You're not allowed. Social distancing prevents that, right? So you're not allowed to protest what's going on. So that's part of our First Amendment gone. You're not allowed to go to church, right? You can go through a drive through window to get a fucking heart attack in a sack, but you're not allowed to drive up to a window and say a prayer with someone on the other side of the window. So that's two aspects of our First Amendment gone. Yeah. They are talking about pass. There's a bill in Congress right now to make it illegal to pass what they deem is misinformation about coronavirus. That's our freedom of the press gone. Canada is doing the same thing. I sent you the link to that. Yeah. I sent you a link. There's a there's a bill in the U.S. Congress to do the same damn thing. I don't remember the name of it off the top no. of my head. No. So. And, and, and let's not forget the very, very confusing laws or rulings coming out of the Michigan governor who, and I'm not even sure how, because this could be misconstrued as perpetuating false information. Um. Michigan governor is allegedly to have banned the sale of of vegetable seeds, garden seeds, vegetable garden seeds. What do you call those seeds? Um, yeah. And the thing is, is that a lot of websites are actually dialing back what they had said. Now, I'm not. Um, What's the purpose? To what end? Why is he doing that? She. Why is she doing that? Um. Just this is from USA Today. This is published just a short. Um, come on, Politica. Come on, Politica. Fact. Come on now. It'll 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 pop up sooner or later. Um, as part of um, Gretchen Whitmer's um, ruling, she said she apparently she banned the sale of a whole bunch of things like guns, American flags, and seeds. Whether or not she did that, it's, it's all up to it's. Well, the thing is, is that people are starting to say uh, the same organizations that said this is this is what she said. You're not allowed to do. They're now walking it back, saying, "Oh yeah, she actually did say that." Um, I I don't I don't know how to handle so, that. Did she? So did, she did that. She's just she, what she has done is unconstitutional. She has banned the sale of commerce. Doesn't matter what the commerce is. That is unconstitutional. The purpose of the government, whether at the state level or the federal level, according to the Constitution, is to preserve commerce because that's how people make money and live. And if she is banning things like that, she is not fulfilling her role as governor of a state. See, these are, these are the things that spin me up because – is she really doing that or is she doing something and that's how someone is interpreting that? I have no fucking idea. That's how it reads, But if Jay. she is doing – right. And and that's just it. We don't know. Again, they're, they want to make you know misinformation illegal, but they're the ones that are the, the primary suspects right. 
and doing this shit. And we have also seen on social media people posting pictures of signs at stores like Walmart, Costco, whatever, that says you can't buy these things because they're not essential. You're not allowed to buy non-essential products off of our shelves. Um, I don't understand See, why... See, and that's I... another thing. That's bullshit. Who are, who are you to determine what I think I need and what I don't need? What, I can't buy a DVD now because there's, you know, people are getting sick? How does that make any fucking sense whatsoever? I need to clean out the dust in my PV audio board, so I need to get one of those cans of compressed air. Somebody's going to tell me I can't buy that because it's non-essential? I think, right. I, I was like, why would, why would anybody want to ban the sale of certain items in this economic downturn? This is going to cause problems for our economy. This is going to it's ruin t- our economy, Jay. If- well, our economy's tanked. Our economy's in the shit right now. Sure. It really is. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say that, you know, the the Democrats are overjoyed because it means they'll be able to kick Trump out and put Biden in. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think anyone in our current government would do things any differently. I don't think President Hillary Clinton would have handled this any differently than President Trump did. I really don't. Because they're acting on the advice of advisors. Trump is not an expert in, well, anything. And so he's got to rely on what people tell him. And it's the same thing with Hillary Clinton. She's not a virology expert. She doesn't know better than the people who have been spending their entire life studying this shit. So she's going to rely on them. Now, how good is that advice she's getting? Well, it depends. If you believe certain people then the models that were created that you know, most of our decisions being made on were made by a guy who has a tendency to drastically overreact about this about virus viral outbreaks so are we making the right decisions i don't know no no one knows we have no freaking clue but i can tell you one thing it's not because trump is president that we're making these decisions i don't agree with everything he's done in regards to this but I'm not an expert either. I don't know what no. advice he's been given. I, d- I seriously, seriously doubt decisions would have gone any differently had it been President Hillary Clinton. I have very serious doubts about that. And yeah. there are people out there who are like, this wouldn't have happened if Hillary was president. Oh, bullshit. If, the viral out- if this virus was going to come out, it was going to come out. It doesn't matter who's president. Because it's not what- like China called up and said, hi, oh, he's President Trump. Okay, we let out virus now. They're not doing that shit. Right. And I apologize. That was really racist and horrible, but I'm a horrible person. Right. I think that I think so, that I think that you're you're being ridiculous to illustrate a ridiculous point. Because if if the people who are at the CDC now are would have been the same people who would have been in the CDC if Hillary Clinton was, was president, they would have given her the same advice. That's exactly it. That's probably what most... She would have received the same advice and she would be making her decisions based on the same advice. Sure. Chances are she would be doing the same thing Trump is doing because she doesn't know anything more about this than Trump does. You also... Hillary Clinton's a smart person. Not something I can say honestly about Trump, but she's smart. But she doesn't... She's not an expert in this. She doesn't have a degree in vir- virology or, or epidemiology or whatever the hell the ology is. Yeah. She doesn't know about this shit. So she's going to rely on the advisors. And the advisors are the same people that are advising Trump. 
And these are going to be the same advisors who are going to be advising the next president, whoever he is. Or um, she. Or she. Now, do we do do we want to wrap up the show and talk about what happens yeah. this weekend? Do we want I mean this week with um Bernie Sanders endorsing Joe Biden, or are we just going to say, look, it was rigged? The the primary election was rigged. This is what they wanted to have happen. Yeah. They wanted Joe Biden. They did mm -hmm. everything that they could to get Joe Biden the nomination. Uh the, the DNC the under fix was in from the very beginning. The fix and was there in. will never be yeah, there'll never be a President Bernie Sanders. He's seventy eight years old. He'll be eighty two at the time of the next election. Chances are he will not be running. Right. Um and I've given up discussing this topic with people for the simple fact of the matter is is that there's no way that I can convince them to vote for one candidate or the other, and nor should I. I'm strongly I'm aggressively reaching out to third party candidates who have and I've been asking them, would they like to come on the podcast and yeah. and, and, and go from there? I would like to invite third party like the, the Green Party candidate. I'd like to have him on the podcast and say, what would you do the day after inauguration day? Right. And and go from there. Um, I th You've inherited this shit show. What are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> And, and, and the problem is, is that I have invited people from Joe Biden's camp and they will not come on this podcast. They will not come on the podcast. I've invite, I'm right now in the middle of getting somebody from Tulsi Gabbard's campaign to come on the, on the podcast. And she's very interested in, in, in what we would have to say. She's shy. I don't think that I'm, I get the impression that she's looking for an excuse not to do it, but at least she's expressed some interest in, in, in chatting with us. She's asked us a couple of questions. What do you want to talk about specifically? I think it's a possibility she might want to come to the, come to the podcast, but nobody from nobody from Joe Biden's camp will come and talk to us because I have the, 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 the caveat. Um, why should we vote for Joe Biden and don't say because of Trump? And then they then I got nothing to say. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the only thing that they have. Go. What is what, what's so special about Joe Biden? Why? And it's almost well, in, it, again, again, I've said this before. My own personal conspiracy theory on this is that the Democrat Party has decided that Joe Biden is not going to win against Trump. And they just want the public, the American public, getting used to eight year presidencies rather than four year. presidencies. Because sure. that's the only thing that makes sense. I can't think that they honestly think. Joe Biden is a is going to be that much better a president than Trump. Right. Even if he were to become president, I honestly don't think he's going to do anything much better than Trump. Is. No, no. Which is not something I could say for Bernie. Bernie would have been very different. It would have been a drastic change from Trump. But I'm Biden, at, yeah. not so much. I'm at the point where there's no point in even having this conversation. I'd love to be able to have a conversation with Larry M. Yet who is one of the other co-hosts on the Diesel Punk podcast and talk to him about, you know, why Biden? And I and I know and I and, and I and I and I love Larry like a brother, but he's not going to say anything other than because of Trump. Right. It, and and it's I know that I'm wasting my time talking to these people about how they both equally suck but for different reasons. And that this is the state of our democracy right now. We have two men who are running for president. They're in their in their in their seventies. 
they they both have signs of either onset dementia or um, narcissistic tendencies. They've both been accused of corruption. They've both been accused of nepotism. They've both been accused of um, sexual assault by by credible victims, as it were. Um, yeah. This you have the, you have the choice between one senile, senile man who's been charged with corruption and sexual assault in his seventies, and another man with the same exact description who happens to be a Republican. There's no choice here. There, mm-hmm. There's the, and and there's no point in saying don't vote for this guy, vote for this guy. Don't vote for that guy, to vote for this guy. There's no point in having that that conversation. The die has already been cast. People are going to vote for who they're going to vote for because of the rhetoric that they've heard for the right. past 5 years if you if you count the the, the um uh, the, the Republican primary in 2016 and and before that when Donald Trump was making noise that he was going to run for president people just right. th- people just think the worst of Donald Trump for the reasons that they do and there's exactly. no point in convincing there's no point because I don't even believe that Donald Trump is a great guy I don't believe that Joe Biden is I'm a, I'm a man without a candidate right and it turns out anybody right. hey, yeah listen man I gotta get going I just realized what time it is. Oh my god! All right, and I have a. Ton I gotta of, work today. I have a. I have a ton of things that I have to do, and um, and uh, I'm going to talk to you later. And thanks for another great show. Thank you too. All right, have a good one. Bye, pal. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Federal Chronicles Radio Show with hosts Jason Cousino and Eric Render King Fisk. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our past shows, show notes, and recent articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook after you found it so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with comments and show topic suggestions. We might even read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt or coffee mug. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and all the others on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme song for this show is Royal Flush by Olive Music. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is edited and produced by Eric Render King Fisk. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2019-2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of Jason Cousineau, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chin up and your fedora on. <laughs>